First thing that happens is the world goes black. You just hear a little snap when your neck rolls back. You don't bite your tongue off or foam at the lips. And before you hit the ground, there's a moment of bliss. It's like token a spliff. It's like shedding your skin. It's better than the best train wreck there's ever been. You have to let it in, as much as it's upsetting. To wake up with bruises you don't remember getting. You don't remember how the hell you ended up indoors. You don't Welcome to Seizure Salad, Fuster Clock Epilepticus, with test subject Micah B. The salty, slightly cynical account of Micah's shocking diagnosis with epilepsy. The synaptic jolts that short circuited his world and efforts to rewire his mind and create a new life. Oh, and he's going to have brain surgery. And now, Seizure Salad with your host and electrostatic meat sack, Micah B-Side. I see you. There we go. I think I got it. I hear you. I hear you. Yep. No, I think like, I don't know what's going on. It's like it'll switch randomly so it's forcing all the audio to go through the microphone uh through my microphone Mm -hmm. uh but like last time it wasn't letting me go back to using the speakers on my laptop so i don't know why doing that but yeah yeah whatever (laughs) that's kind of fucked up jeez Welcome to Caesar Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus. This is our take two for the night. We had a little bit of technical issues. I'm sure many people out there right now are probably dealing with the same kind of thing with Zoom and other you know, chat, Skype, everything else. Everything is so overloaded right now. Um, it's, it's pretty crazy, man. Um, so, yeah, what is such a convenience at the same time can be a real pain in the ass. Absolutely. You know, it's just really, it's really only, I really only care about it when it happens to me, you know? So it's just like, of course, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Well, what's the fucking problem? I don't feel it. Yeah. I don't feel it, but now I do. And now I feel like it should be fixed, you know, because I deserve better. So (laughs) yes, yes. There you go. Oh, I've been troubleshooting left and right right now for, uh, for the family property up here, it's, you know, we're in the foothills west of uh, Loveland up toward like Estes Park, Rocky Mountain National Park there. And we have these 120 foot cliffs um, that run right through the property. And it's kind of a crescent shape. So we're right there in, the in like in the funnel, the void, the vortex. And yeah, it is always, always, always been crappy reception, cell phone, internet, everything. It's, yeah, unless you got a hard line, you know. Yeah, unless no, exactly. And like that's you know, trust me. I mean, like the company I work for doing internet—that's the exact shit I deal with every day. So I know how it goes. You know, I'm used to it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that. Exactly, exactly. Every oh, day, every, every especially lately, I show up like I'm trying to do everything from home. I'm like you and everybody else. All right, so like give it a breath, right? Give it a breather. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, up in the G hood, even the Comcast residential, you would see a vast difference between its speeds during the day when everyone's off at work and then they would get home and everyone who's got Comcast in the Valley gets online at the same time. That's exactly. I mean, that's like any internet company, any even direct TV, all those companies. It's like, our equipment is not built to run at max capacity 24 hours a day. It's built to handle those peak hours, which are usually from, you know, basically almost any company about 5 PM to about 10 PM a night. That's when you're usually busy as fuck. And so our equipment is built to kind of manage that. But now it's like, everything's running. So everything's just running so hot 
so long and then all of a sudden it gets to late at night and it's 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 tired it needs to sleep too so <laughs> <laughs> exactly let the let it sleep guys mm-hmm. you know what i want to do i want to put a uh i've been looking into um getting my ham operator certification anyway um yeah. and uh you know now's now's perfect time i i've got tabula rasa in my future you know once once i'm on the other side of this and why not? Why not? And then I could build a tower. I could get a tower built in the middle of the vortex, the Lama Land vortex here. And I could build myself a ham radio tower that would at least get up high enough that it would reach the cell towers and the internet towers that are in town a, f- a few miles away. It would get up over the cliffs because everything, there's only one fucking cell tower between our land and um basically it's the only fucking cell tower between here and estes park <laughs> which is like 30 miles away it's and it's, it's probably it's not even really used as a cell tower it's a retransmission station essentially it's just getting it from one point to the other but you can't shoot something you know 30 yes. miles shoot it about 15 and call it a day yes so. if you if you get on the uh if you get on some of the official um, s- signal uh, locators and tower locators and stuff like the apps or the websites. It's actually not a tower at all. Really. It's an antenna. Exactly. It's just a repeater. Yep. It's just a repeater. And a- so exactly. I went around, I measured the signal strength everywhere on this two acres. I was like, guys, only thing you can do really honestly is set something up on the light pole in the middle of the property and get a, get an outdoors. They're 1200 bucks, but you get an outdoor uh, cell phone booster for Verizon and it'll you can definitely do those. Those actually are pretty solid too. Um, but I, I don't like, you're getting more into the communications world while I'm trying to get away from it. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I, you know, I get it though. I get where you're coming from and you know, I have to, in a sense, I, I, just trying to prepare myself for all the different options that may or no, may not. No, I mean, there, if there, trust me, there's anything I'm glad about, like I'm glad I have the knowledge I have because it's a very marketable and especially right now, very valuable knowledge to be a part of, be kind of already involved with, you know? So in that aspect, like I get it a hundred percent, but just, you know what? Radio's just, I don't know. They're just not, entertaining to me anymore yeah it's just it's just like it's, it's like it is really cool i think the technology of you know especially like everything is waves anyways right so you know like right. you learn how to found wave works if you know how you can know how radio wave will work essentially it's the same concept just a different medium matter is so condensed wavelengths yeah, it's really all uh, yeah, yeah no i've been uh, i've been reading up a lot about like multiverse theories too and so like that's it all comes back to like look up the string theory uh multiverse thing it's like it's pretty wild i don't i'm not even gonna try to go into it i don't have nearly enough knowledge to like and plus like i it would just be word vomit coming to my mouth anyways well but it's everything essentially is like essentially comes down to just waves and just mm -hmm. you know your control you can control them and how you can learn how to harness them makes a difference now now and you bring up a couple of good points here because that actually ties into um this international neurological disorder uh, web conference that I attended. And um, one of the, 
big messages that was was repeated over and over again um, is the fact that we are now obtaining and gathering evidence, physical evidence, that there really is no separation of mind and body. Um, your mental state, your emotional state is caused by your the the wavelengths and the biochemical synaptic exchanges that go on inside of your brain and inside of the rest of your sensory. Um, mm. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And the truth of the matter, it's aura seizures are a prime example of that because um, it doesn't only happen to epileptics. This happens to um, people with other neurological disorders as well. And it's basically the input output area of your brain is being temporarily cut off or disrupted to the point where your interoception network, which is the uh, sensory network that actually starts at your nerve endings all over your body, and it goes up to your spine, up into the deepest part of your brain called the insula. And here, it takes all of these senses and it translates it um, into chemical, biochemical, and electro signals to process through um, the reactive states, the, the, what people call the, the primitive reaction stuff, the anger. So basically, you can almost say it's uh, your reflexes in a sense, right? Like you feel, you feel something hot, right? You know, you take your hand off, right? Ex or, exactly. Know, or you, yeah, so. yeah. And there's, there's an anterior and posterior part of the insula um, that theoretically, um, you know, one side – in, in science, who loves to put things in categories and everything and, and, and strong divisive lines and everything, um, they would love, love, love to be able to uh, separate it into, okay, the anterior is the reflex, the primitive, the, the reflexive. And the reaction. The, right. And then the other one handles the higher cognitive functions, the emotions that you develop through this. Uh, but what they have found through brain mapping and advances in, in technologies to allow this brain mapping is that it doesn't work that way in the insula. It actually has no, there is no anterior and posterior. It flows in this kind of tumultuous soup swirl going through it into the rest of the cognitive brain. What am I going to do? How am I going to feel about it? But there's not a, a in, there's not a clear line between, okay, this signal is going to my uh, rational brain. This is going to my emotion. There's, okay, so it's all that it's, doesn't it's, exist. It's all just one signal, whereas, like, oh, this goes, this, this hurts. So this goes to where I feel pain. This hurts. Uh, well, because honestly, you know, you're right. Because, like, in that, it has to go different ways, right? Because at the end of the day, like, pain is pain, but is there physical or emotional? I don't know. Is that kind of, what you could almost say it is, is where it's like, it's because that shit hurts regardless, but because the emotional is physical. And that's, that may be 
that might be part of what I'm trying to get at and what I'm trying to learn and explain in all, all this is that what they're starting to find is the emotional is actually physical. It is a physical process inside of the brain, just like the flight or fight, uh, fight or flight situation type reflexes are. Um, the emotions are the way to process. Because think about it. Your brain is inside this this dark deprivation chamber inside your skull, right? It doesn't know what the fuck's going on outside, right? Um, so the, the interoceptive um, sense, sensory network is responsible for sending the signals so that it can process and interpret it. Um, it is going to base what it's seen, just like a computer does. Um, you know, it's, it's going to kind of relate what it sees to what it has experienced in the past, right? It's going to say, okay, this is new. I don't get it. Um, this is kind of alerting a panic part of me. This part I remember. Now, if you have really traumatic memories, um, you know, a, a, a traumatic death in the family when you were a kid, uh, a, an abusive or exploitive household, or some, you know, a natural disaster it happening, you know, like a tornado hit in your house or something. That is enough to overload the interoceptive network to where it goes into freeze mode, the deer in the headlights. Those are actually a type of panic attacks or a type of seizure. Um, it's not as, as damaging to the brain as others are, but that it's the same kind of process that happens there. You, your senses, the eyes, the ears, the smell, everything overloaded and you freeze right and you become deer in the headlights because everything's just too much going on right? there's too much going on and and being fed into the interoceptive network than the brain can handle at the moment and at that point it's just like um clipping out in in an audio signal if you've got too much gain going into the signal how it automatically clips out there you know cuts itself off or or blows a fuse that's that's a very similar analogy right there one louder than a 10 one louder than 10 man exactly <laughs> you've seen that movie right Oh, of course, I've seen, I've seen Spinal Tap. Yeah. Kill this is to my sick kids. I'm on Time my, to flip this I'm shit. Depakote, Adderall, Ritalin, Pixie Sticks. I don't give a fuck what you're riding to the setting sun. Use it as a weapon when it's said and done. It's all too much. Seizure Salad, Foster Cluck Epilepticus is produced and hosted by Michael Ball. The song Seizure Boy, courtesy of Watsky and used with permission. Find more great music and poetry on his website, georgewatsky.com. Original logo painting by Brent Olson of Olson Studios. High-resolution MRI image of Micah's brain provided by the Rockstar Lab Techs at UC Health Neurology in Denver. Follow our podcast, like our Facebook page, whatever floats your boat, just keep listening. And join us again soon for another episode of Seizure Salad. Until then, unexpect the expected and remember that it's all in your head. You ever had a grand mal seizure in gym class? That whiplash back when life was dishing out pimp slaps? Fed up and we've all been better, but I'm set to step up. Never let up, cause the fall is just a setup now to get up. Regret will never get the better of me with the sawed off. When I'm having trouble talking, someone knocks my writer's block off. And if my eyes glaze and my knees drift south, and you ever think to stick a credit card in my mouth?